0: on today's episode of locked on 76ers as we gear up for the postseason philadelphia they have the league leader in scoring and assists how does that factor into the postseason and how big of a deal is that historically we'll break it all down next right here locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team
0: every day Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. What's up, Keith? What's going on, man?
1: What's poppin', D? How you doing, bro?
0: Oh, man, you know, long week since we have the late game in the week on a Saturday afternoon, but we'll get through it all together. So we're all good. Welcome, everybody, to Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97 Father Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-host, Keith Pompey, Sixers beat writer from theinquire.com. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. All right, Keith, we got to talk about the coaching matchup. Two guys uh, that are facing off that know each other very well. Doc Rivers, Jacques Vaughn. We'll get into those guys in a later segment. We'll also talk about some of the biggest storylines coming from the 22-23 campaign for your 54-win Philadelphia 76ers. But first, we got to talk about the league leaders, man. Joel Embiid, leading the NBA at the end of the season and scoring with over 33 points per game. James Harden with 10.7. So we just rounded off to 11 assists on the year in his (laughs) 50-plus games and Embiid's 60-plus games. We think is going to maybe capture his first most valuable player award this uh, off season. And uh, Keith, uh, that's uh, that's not nothing to sneeze at, man, to have two guys that did that for your for your team, fifty four wins. Uh, both, you know in conversation, obviously B is a lot, but James Harden in conversation like we've talked about in the past about those two guys being all NBA performers, uh, top 15 players all season long. Hey man, that's a good thing to have number one historically as we talk about them, and then later on as we get into those two leading this basketball team into the postseason.
1: Yeah, that's huge. Because when you look at it, um, you know, they that hasn't been accomplished in 41 seasons. The last time it happened was when the Spurs uh Iceman George Gervin, you know, that's won cool. the scoring title and Johnny Moore led the league in assists per game, right? So, and, and it's crazy, but the crazy part about that is, you know, I mean, just to add to this context, you know, Embiid becomes the first center to win back-to-back uh, consecutive scoring titles since Hall of Famer Bob McAdoo won three straight from the Buffalo Braves from the 1973-74 season to 75-76. So, you know, it's just been phenomenal, and, and you look at it, Harden has helped him. And he's helped Harden because at one point, Harden, um, he's averaging a 10.7 assists, but 4.8 of those assists were per game were going to Embiid, five assists a game, half of his assists. So, yeah, that's a major feat, D. That's something that you really can't sneeze at, and, and it's good, especially for this team.
0: Well, they've certainly helped out each other. I mean, just think about it. Where Embiid is in his prime. And he has been the best player on this team for six consecutive years now. He's been the best player. This is his franchise. But he all he also needed that other. And he did have it with Jimmy Butler. He had it, in a sense, with Ben Simmons. And to a lesser extent, but an important piece of who he was for this basketball team, he had J.J. Reddick, too. The way that they were able to play that two-man game off the dribble handoff, really on that left side of the floor where they were dynamic together. But he's never had anyone like this long term, where Jimmy Butler was here for 70 plus and of course the postseason. And that was tremendous. And most people wanted him to stay. And I think that would have been the right move. We know how things played out with that entire decision with Jimmy Butler moving on. But when you look at James Harden, where he used to be this guy that we're talking about with Joel Embiid, he is now going into the twilight years of his career. But still very, very effective as a basketball player where he needs to be accounted for. And he's adjusted his game to help out not only the rest of his teammates, but also to help out this guy again that's going to lead this franchise potentially to you know something much bigger than the second round appearances that we've seen. And that's why they've been good for one another. And we know um we we know that they're both tremendous basketball players and they've both been able to do so many great things. Uh, with the individual accolades, but neither of them have gotten where we think—at least they talk about wanting to be as far as the NBA championship. So to have this four full season to see how it all played out, to see even Sixer fans come around to James Harden, because for a good part of the off season, yes, they were excited about how and giving him kind of a pass because of what he did with taking the the two year deal one-year, of course, player option in that second year, so he'll probably opt out after this year. Sixer fans were excited about that part, and they gave him a bit of a pass, but they were also looking at it and saying, we don't want this guy long-term on our team, but having him out there, helping to lead this basketball team, putting up the numbers that he did, many argued that he should have been in on the All-Star team despite the games that he missed. They were, they've were really bought, brought in, bought in, pardon me, to James Harden and what he provides for the basketball team as a whole, but also for Joel Embiid as a player where he may have needed that type of guy to run along sidekick wise with him for this season and maybe even a few more beyond.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And the thing about it is I'm not comparing this team to the uh, the 83 squad that won the championship. I, I you know I don't think they're they're good, but that eighty three squad, I mean, we're That's talking all time team. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about four Hall of Famers. We're talking yeah, about yeah. a Hall of Fame, a, a coach who was a Hall of Fame player. You know what I mean? So, but but here's the thing here's a correlation to that team. So you had um a former MVP, a former like scoring champion, and Dr. J, who came and, and played with a young up and coming a, a young player in his prime, an MVP in his prime type. We're talking about Moses Malone. Now, again, you know, they got different – all of them got different skill sets. But that that's it. You know, you got to – and Dr. J was 33 that year too when they won the championship. So, you know, you look at that and when you look and you see how James, you know, right now a, a lot of his stuff is more cerebral. And and what I mean by that is he's like when he's – you know, he's the coach on the floor. He's telling guys where to be, what to do, you know, whatnot. Um, but also he can still – make passes with his eyes closed. He knows the game. He has a high IQ. So he's kind of like the leader. Now, Doc was still dunking on people, making house calls, doing whatever. But James' game has changed. But at the same time, when you look at him, you know, a future Hall of Famer as your sidekick, as Robin to your Batman, that's not bad at all.
0: At all. Uh, A lot of playoff experience between the two. A lot of failures between the two in the postseason. They're looking to change that this year. And if the regular season was any indication of how they, they played, uh, we'll see if it plays out that way once things get underway on Saturday, 1, 8, 1 o'clock when they host the Brooklyn Nets for game one of the first round matchup. You just have to, do, you have to wonder a little bit. Now they're going to have this time off, extra rest. The Achilles for Harden and, of course, the, the calf for Joel Embiid. You hope those things don't crop up and become a problem. I want to see everybody get through a healthy and see how this this whole playoff run plays out in general. So very curious to see how it goes uh, on the other side. Keith, we got to talk about some of the, the standout things that happened uh, for the seasons. The best storylines from the season this year, because there were a lot of interesting ones for this basketball team leading to their 54 wins in the third seed in the East. And by the way, the top three teams in the Eastern Conference, the best records in the NBA even in front of denver in the west so whoever wins coming out of the east they'll be hosting the nba championship game one on their home floor could it be the 76ers maybe that'd be something we talk about down the line we'll come back we'll get into the best storylines of the campaign for your basketball team next right here locked on 76ers but as we get ready and gear up for the start of the nba playoffs Have you ever had problems buying tickets to sporting events or maybe some other events, comedy shows, some concerts, maybe in your area? I know that right now where we have some really big shows coming up here in town from Adam Sandler, actually on Friday before the Sixers play on Saturday, Adam Sandler Friday at the center. How about that? Dave Chappelle in June. And you have many other concerts that will be taking place at the arena that are always difficult to get them. Or if you try last minute, the prices are just too high. Well, if buying tickets to your favorite events are are stressful, don't worry. I got you covered because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. It shouldn't be stressful, right? With killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop trust, stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you'll have. All of it. What are some things that you like about the GameTime app? Let me tell you. You know, let me tell you about a few things. Flash deals, last minute tickets. Easy to find and buy tickets. Easy to navigate there on the GameTime app uh, in your area. Images of the seat views. Lowest prices guaranteed. guaranteed. Time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget the months in advance. Planning all the time. GameTime has the deals. On tickets right up to the day of the event, even with baseball. You know how sometimes you're like, oh, let me just wait a minute. You know, maybe I can gather a few more people and we can find some really good seats. Game time is the place to go. The Game Time app guarantees it means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress. With game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on MBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code locked on MBA for twenty dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed welcome back locked on 76ers. He is Keith Pompey. I'm Devon Givens, and we thank you for making Lockdown On 76 as your first listen for your second. Why don't you go check out the Lockdown Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, Keith, 54 wins in the books. James Harden, Joel Embiid, we talked about them in the spectacular season that they had, maybe even an MVP-type season for Joel Embiid. There were a lot of things that happened throughout the year. What are maybe a few storylines that stood out to you for this 22-23 season? As a reporter, of course, that just watches it for the job that you have to do. You enjoy basketball. You love it. But as a reporter, you see some things that stand out and say, oh, that was pretty good. You know what? Uh, the
1: one thing that really stood out to me about this team um, is is the relentless, resentlessness Relentlessness. <laughs> Relentless. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. <laughs> Couldn't get it out. Relentless. I still can't get it out. Oh, Lord, but it's all good though. Y'all know what I mean. Relentlessness. <laughs> I got it. I said it. I said. It. But anyway, so look. Here's the deal. This team, when you look at the Sixers bench, they don't. The Sixers bench players do not compare to the Milwaukee Bucks. They do not compare to the Boston Celtics. You can argue when when Golden State is intact, they don't compare to them, right? Now, the thing is, though, however, is that this team has no quit. And when you look at the 76ers uh, collectively, they have had a lot of games where they trailed by 20 or more points and they came back this season to win it. And to me, that's the one thing that stood out the most. And we're talking about quality teams. We're talking about going into Sacramento, being down 21, or going in, uh, trailing by 20-something to Memphis. Um, you know, even a couple of days ago, when they played uh, the Atlanta Hawks, and they weren't down by that much, but they played them without their, you know, their their starting lineup and, and their sixth man, and they still were able to come back and get a win. So to me, that's the one thing—the Sixers' relentlessness—is the one thing that really stands out. Um, now, secondly, I will have to say we're all everybody talks about Joel and they talk about Maxi, they talk about you know uh, Tobias's defense, they talk about all this other stuff. But I want to give Paul Reed his flowers. I mean, here's a guy who no one expected that Doc Rivers would keep as the backup center, and he flip-flopped. And then once Doc had confidence in him to stay in there, you saw his game elevate. So to me, that's the storyline that really stood out. In the last game, he was blocking everybody's shot.
0: Five blocks or something like that?
1: Yeah, five blocks. So those are two storylines that stand out to me.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the team thing. Um, Let's start with where they were with Harden missing his, uh, what was that, uh, 14 games, and then Maxie missing uh, a little bit more. I think he went about 20 uh, because of his foot injury and those guys being out. And you had the players step in, specifically when we look at what Shake Milton and DeAnthony Melton were able to do in the backcourt. And B was on the floor for a lot of those, but he missed some time too. Tobias Harris had to miss a couple of games there in the mix because of, uh, I think it was the hip at that time. But the way that they were able to, Stay in there. I think they were eight and six during the time that he was off James Harden mm-hmm. in those 14 games and playing well with with Maxie on the bench. So we we'll start there and then we transition to the 12 and 12 that we always bring up, because that's a that's a that's a sticking point for me from where they were with all the questions where, you know, we were talking about the San Antonio Spurs. Right. Keith <laughs> going back and forth, how, how they beat the Sixers early, losing the teams that they you played. still think
1: that was a good win. <laughs> at the time
0: yeah (laughs) at the time yeah guess what they needed it um and then you know looking at uh just some of the other losses that they suffered during that during that stretch and and looking at it overall man to end up 42 and 16 for the remainder of the year top 10 defense in the NBA top 10 offense in the NBA that we come on here and as we should when we break these games down on a game-by-game basis, the turnovers, the the bad defense on the perimeter by letting guards go off, 25 threes by the Dallas Mavericks on the road where you have Kyrie Irving and, and Luka Doncic combined for, I, I don't remember, what, 14 threes between the two of them, whatever crazy number it was, Reggie Bully hitting the five in the third quarter, even though I think it was like three in a row. Mm-hmm. But those are the things that we point out, of course, the negative parts because how many games, but look, 42 and 16 since that 12 and 12 record around December 9th. And here they are at the end of the year, 54 wins, uh, third seed. And they have their issues against Milwaukee and they have their issues against Boston. Who does <laughs> Um Now, it's just about them getting over the hump and figuring it out, potentially in the second and quite possibly in the third round. But that's where I'm going to go, the, the how they kept themselves together. To once they all came back, Keith, and they were all on the floor for the most part uh, of those uh, 58 games after that, those first 24, they have a 42-16 and 16 record. And while it is the regular season, that's all we have to go off of to prepare for the playoffs, for the run that we maybe think that they can make once the playoffs get underway. But that's a big deal, 42-16, 54 wins overall, to have that type of record uh, at the end of the year i thought it was pretty pretty remarkable for them to finish things off the way that they did yeah 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 i mean it is i mean you know i mean that that that, yeah that is it is um i'm not raising a banner i'm not putting it up you know in in the in the center putting it up in the rafters i'm just simply talking about what the season was and most teams had their issues that they had to deal with but we covered the sixers we we watched them on a daily basis so to see what they we know what they went through, and then when they did come back, they were one of the better teams in the NBA, if not the best record-wise throughout the, that part of the year. So, I just wanted to point that out as, as a storyline for me that that really meant something. Yeah, I mean, it is, it
1: is. We'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll, I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. But you're right. I mean, you got to give them, you got to give them their their flowers for what they were able to accomplish. I mean, because you know, you kind of thought they were they were dead in the water um but they were the hottest team in the nba at one point over a two-month stretch this season so you do have to give them their flowers you know
0: yeah yeah of course man and we'll, we'll pick things apart always because that's the nature of talking about sports whether it's here at writing a column doing a radio show, sitting on on your, on your your step, you know, in the neighborhood, in the barbershop, whatever it might be. We'll pick things apart, When we also see some things that uh, played out well. Uh, that's one of them uh, for me. So final segment here, Keith, we'll get into a coaching matchup between Doc Rivers and Jock Vaughn. Yes, it's early in the week, but before you know it, folks, we'll be Friday and getting ready for this game on Saturday afternoon. Jock Vaughn, Doc Rivers. What do we expect to see? We'll break it down next right here, locked on 76ers.
1: What we won't see is we won't see Luka Donich scoring a bunch of points. Man, you know, they're about to be investigated, D. That's crazy. But you won't yeah. see him scoring a bunch of points. <laughs> you know, LeBron James, question is, will LeBron James have more than 7.5 rebounds in this playing game? Will Kevin Durant have less than 6.5 assists when they play in the playoffs? What about Steph Curry? Will he have more than 3.5 assists or 3.5 three pointers made when they play the Sacramento Kings, right? So, prize pick, how does this work? What you do is you pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their prize pick's projections, right? There's no competing against other people, it's just you and the projections available. Prize pick offers projections on any sport. That you watch. That includes the NFL, NBA, NHL, PJ, golf, basketball, the whole not. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Um, it's fast and safe withdrawals, right? So the call to action is you download PrizePick app or go to the prizepick.com to sign up and play Daily Fantasy Sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit matchup to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today
0: few days away from the postseason and we're going to have a pretty interesting uh, matchup between the coaches on the 76ers side doc rivers one of the uh, top 15 keith i think it was voted last year during the top 75 nba 75 doc rivers was voted one of the all-time coaches jock vaughn getting another opportunity uh, as a head coach to come in and uh, with this upstart brooklyn nets team so how do you look at this matchup between these two head coaches once things get underway on Saturday?
1: You know, right now I think Jock Vaughn has an edge. Um that's not mm. that's not anything against Doc. Like I'm not I'm not like knocking Doc, but what I mean is by the edge, and I think we discussed this a little bit yesterday. You know, Jock Vaughn has some new toys that the Sixers, unless they they've been scouting it, scouting them heavily in all this, and they probably have. Um, but he has some new toys that the Sixers players aren't going to really know what they're going to do until they get out there and play them. But at the same time, he knows what it's like to face against, play against Harden, play against MB Maxi, the bench, all that, right? The only person he probably doesn't have a real good feel for is Jalen McDaniels. So I, I think you got to give um, him the edge, at least as far as at least game one, of knowing what to do against this team. Um, I I think that I I, kind of think that Jock Vaughn has done a tremendous job this season. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I haven't been there. I haven't seen a lot of their games, but whenever I talk to him or whenever I'm in the room for his press conferences, I'm like impressed. He pushes all the right buttons. I think that he's the type of coach if Ben Simmons had him early in his career, Ben Simmons would be on the floor playing and he wouldn't be having these issues because that is the first coach who held Ben Simmons accountable. The first coach that held Ben Simmons accountable, right? So to me, that's kind of, that goes a long way. Now, Doc Rivers has better talent, more experienced talent when you talk about Tobias Harris, you you talk about P.J. Tucker, you talk about Joel Embiid and James Harden, right? Whereas Jock has a young team that has nothing to lose. So on a talent standpoint, I think Doc has an advantage. But I'm telling you, man, I'm really impressed with Jock Vaughn. Very impressed by him.
0: Yeah, I have been too. Uh, when they made the change and they decided to give him the opportunity to take over before they took the interim tag off and they gave him the label as head coach. I was surprised because I'm like, really, Jock Vaughn? I mean, I understand the Orlando part. I understand him being on the coaching staff as an assistant for a while. Also, I just didn't see it. And uh, I've been pleasantly surprised. Clearly, things will be told at a, a you know, much better next season when he takes over with an entire training camp has this group, maybe some more additions to their team, some changes that will, everybody makes every offseason to add to the group We get a better sense. But what he has done this year for what they have had, the hand that was dealt, and keeping keeping the train on the tracks instead of falling off, he's done a really good job of, of blending the talent and, and getting it to work the way that they, he has been able to do so. I still give the edge to Doc Rivers. Um, I'm, I'm not – looking at this one as much as I give credit to Jock Vaughn for the things that he has done, I'm looking squarely at Doc Rivers and saying, all right, when we look at in the past and we talk about Nick Nurse, we talk about Eric Spolster specifically last season, even going back to he he and Nate McMillan as an interim for the Hawks series at that time, you know, we, we talked about certain, certain guys that could really, uh, and I, I was one that looked at Nick Nurse and was like, oh man, he's scares the heck out of me going against Doc Rivers and what they do. Uh, the way the Toronto, the Toronto Raptors, do things. Much respect to Nick Nurse, and I respect Jock Vaughn for the job that he has done this year. He will make some some good calls, I'm I'm sure. However long this series goes along, but I look at Doc Rivers and I think that he'll he'll have his number. Um, uh, the scouting, to your point, has been has been done throughout the season. We see scouts from other teams in the arena when we're there, and you you travel you travel. I don't. And you know that there are Sixers scouts that are out there taking a peek, especially when they have an idea of who could be their first round matchup. So it's one thing to scout them. It's another thing to go out there and execute things. And I do think that Doc Rivers and his coaching staff will uh, do have the edge over Jacques Vaughn and the staff that they currently have. Some good some good guys on the bench too. Royal Ivy, former Sixer players, also on Doc, uh, Jacques Vaughn's staff. But I do give the edge to the Sixers staff for for the experience that Doc Rivers has and the fact that he has the best player in this series. That's going to help make things a lot easier for him, too. I got you. We will find out. We will find out. All right, everybody, we appreciate you checking in with us on this Tuesday. Thank you for making Locked On 76 ers your first listen every day. We're going to dive deeper into the uh, series on Wednesday a little bit more. But before we do, make your second listen Locked On NBA today. We're Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, let the good folks know where they can find us.
1: Sure, you can find us wherever you get your podcast, just like my man D just said. You know what I mean? Free and available. But when you go to our... When you go to our um, YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. That way you become a new subscriber and you get updates whenever we uh, release a podcast, when we post them. Secondly, make sure you do yourself a favor and you got to follow my man D on Twitter at DivineG975. Do that now, people like put this on pause and follow D right, right. right now, right now. Did you do it yet? Hey, but um, they did. But, but tonight, listen to D on 97.5 FM. The right Divine Giving Show is from going to be from ten p.m. to midnight. Following so Flyers, flying yeah, following Three the Flyers.
0: Games left for the Flyers, man. Two yes, days.
1: there's going to be a lot to talk about that and other things. So do what you got to do. Follow follow my man D. Also, you can read me in the Philadelphia Inquirer, Inquirer.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at pompeii
0: on sixes all right thanks man keith as always fun to be with you thanks everybody for watching and listening we'll talk to you tomorrow peace